Welcome to Okaboji Broadcast, everybody. Bright, sunny day here in the Iowa Great Lakes. High school principal of Okaboji High School, Brian Downing, is here with me today. And we're standing, you know, the last time it was it was cold, the last time uh, you and yeah, I did this, Brian, and we were inside the entryway there. And, and prior to that, when I talked to all you principals at one time, we were all huddled yeah. <laughs> in I'm our in little rooms. <laughs> That's right. You know, and I, I just, I wanted to bring you out here today as we're at the precipice of getting the school year started. And as I said to you before we started, I can't begin to understand or fathom the emotions, those of you as, as educators, uh, staff, faculty, coaches, you name it, of the euphoria mixed with, we're gonna see our kids again after having them ripped away from all of you mid-March of this year. Yeah. Uh, tempered with, we gotta be concerned with the safety and health of not just the students, but our staff and faculty. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to describe it, Jeff. Um, we are very excited to see our kids. It's almost kind of like we've had two summers in a row and yeah. too much of a good thing. It's, uh, one summer is great, but when it starts in March, it, it just seems like we need to get back together. Yeah. And so we're excited about that. And really the key has been finding ways to mitigate risk so that we can stay together, yeah. stay healthy, avoid large scale quarantine, um, and keep school going the way we want to have it, which is in person. Yeah, and you know, and I, I think face to face certainly, yeah, and and the online has its place as well. But uh, and you know, too many people, Brian, act as if one one answer is uh, the fix to to everything, yeah. and you know, it's almost as if we all know that two plus two equals four, but you can't disprove it doesn't equal five. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and so uh, getting this ready, what did, it, what did it look like bringing this together? I know, of course, you had to work with the state and everything, mm -hmm. but as far as with the, your school board, your faculty, parents, yeah. students, bringing this together for a, a picture, what did it look like? Well, it's been a lot of teamwork among our administrative team. Um, Dave Vunk, our elementary principal, Ryan Cunningham, middle school principal, myself, Justin Bowles, our AD, and of course our superintendent. Um, there's been a lot of meeting this summer. There's been a lot of uh, learning from the CDC, from the Department of Education, a lot of webinars. Sometimes that information has changed from week to week. Yeah. And so, and then we have to understand it and then communicate it out, you know, get the bullet points to our staff and to our parents and to our kids. And so that's been a challenge. And sometimes the things that we say end up changing because yeah. the guidance changes. And so staying on top of that has certainly been a challenge. Um, but once we got a good handle on it, I think we went to work and, and we knew what our main goals were. We involved our teacher leaders as well in the discussion. And uh, now we have a plan to achieve those goals and, and hope for the best outcomes. Yeah. And, you know, I've... And it's the questions that you raise that, uh, and understanding this thing, you know, we don't have any recent history to work with. Yeah. You know, the, the last pandemic was a, a century ago. And as far as technology goes, it, it might as well be 10 centuries ago because it's all changed <laughs> yeah. so much. Uh, so we were fortunate to have the, the pieces, the tools that we did have to keep things going. But uh, in moving forward, so what are things going to look like, uh, and maybe not just for the high school, but you know, I, I think of the elementary school, you know, completely different, obviously, age of students. You've got uh, recess to work with, uh, uh, and certainly not the uh, maturity to fully understand why you should be concerned. Yeah, uh, it, it's different at every level, um, but the key word is going to be social distance. That's a phrase that we none of us knew before March, and yeah. now we'll never forget it, um, because uh, six feet of distance is kind of a, uh, a key point. The CDC says that if you're within six feet of a person who tests positive for COVID-19 for more than about 15 minutes, and that's a guideline, yeah. then you need to quarantine for two weeks. 
And honestly, as far as our students' health, that's second only to concerns about health. Yeah. My second concern is students having to quarantine. In a typical high school without social distancing, uh, you might have up to eight kids around a student that would be within that six foot bubble. And so take that times eight periods a day, you could have 50 students or more quarantining very quickly. Yeah. And there's no uh, wiggle room there. That's 14 days, doesn't matter if they get tested, doesn't matter anything, they yeah. have to wait 14 days. Yeah. And that can just really derail not only a student, but a school. Yeah. And so our main goal has been to find that six feet. We're using spaces differently. I've got Spanish classes that are gonna meet in the choir room. Uh, I'm using my media center as a classroom. Uh, we've spread out everything in our commons so that kids at lunch can be six feet apart. Right. That's been a challenge. Uh, at some of our buildings, it's easier than others. Our new middle school, it's a, it's a godsend that it's opening up this fall yeah. because it is much bigger than our old middle school. Uh, it wouldn't have been possible in the old one. We'll be able to do it pretty consistently here at the new middle school. At our high school, I think uh, with all of our work, I would say maybe 75 to 85% of the time, our kids will be six feet apart in classrooms. Right. So that'll really cut down our need to uh, quarantine. Our elementary is the, the toughest one, and our elementary principal, Dave Vunk, can speak to that. Um, but, you know, obviously you've got classes of 20, 25, and you're in one classroom, and so six feet is tough to do. One advantage at the elementary level is they're in a cohort. They stay with the same group all day. So right. at least you shouldn't see widespread quarantining because of one or two positives, um, but still the social distance is a challenge at the elementary level. So you haven't had to uh, reach out to, I, I know school systems have reached out to, maybe businesses that have buildings they're not mm -hmm. using that they yep. might be able to, can we use this for our third grade because yeah. we've got so many students in it. We, we certainly considered that and we actually did have some contacts with a few area businesses and I think people were very open and willing to do that. The difficulty we've run into is we don't have movable walls in any of our buildings and so to get one grade off-site is great, but unless we add staff, we can't really expand the classroom right. space. All we could do is split a class in half. That requires another teacher. Um, so we just, in the end, decided that wasn't really feasible uh, for right now for us. Uh, so we're, we're still in the same buildings. We still have all of our kids here. We're just doing our best to use the space that we do have more creatively. Yeah. Um, now, as far as what's it going to look like in the, in the hallways, in the classroom, mm -hmm. what, what, what are teachers and students expected to do? Yeah, so the first question that everyone usually asks is the, the policy on masks. And everyone has different opinions about everything. That's one of the things about uh, social media. You hear all of it. Um, but our school board has adopted a policy of highly recommending the use of face masks. Uh, so it, it is optional for students, but obviously that's the, that's the board policy is to highly recommend. We do feel that we'll probably see a lot of students utilizing that. Um, so you'll see a lot of those in school, I'm sure. Uh, in the hallways, we debated different traffic patterns and things like that. We talked about a one-way traffic pattern. Uh, what we ended up settling on is just having students stay to the right, uh, but we're discouraging and not allowing students actually to use their lockers during passing time okay. because that just kind of clogs up the hallway more. Uh, so we're going to ask students to use backpacks and then to use the locker at, at off times. Okay. Same with the restroom. You know, we're just trying to avoid large groups of students gathering. Um, so, you know, things like the cafeteria, we've spaced that out. We're going to dismiss to lunch a little bit differently uh, to avoid having a long line. Um, we're not going to have assemblies uh, or field trips this fall until we get a handle on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've said it's kind of like we're going back to like a 1985 style of teaching. Uh, teacher up front, kids in rows, and, and we've been working to change that for many years. But in the interest of safety, it's something we kind of need to do right now. And, yeah. and I look forward to when we can undo these things that we're putting in place, but safety's first. And so yeah. uh, that's, that's our goal. 
Well, you know, and I can only imagine that the, the longer you implement this, the easier it will get for everybody. It may be a bit of trying to if, uh, right left-handed if you're right-handed sure. to begin with, but as they get used to it, both faculty and, and students, that this yeah. is the way we're doing it, it'll become more of a day-to-day -day just that's the nature of things. Yeah, I've been I've always been impressed with the flexibility of our staff and students and uh, the supportiveness. You know, I've told staff we're going to change a lot of things this year. And you, you know, Spanish teacher, you're going to be teaching the choir room. Choir teacher, you're going to have to do lessons in the Spanish room. And and the answer has always been, sounds good. Let's do it. Let's yeah. be flexible. Uh, and I know that's the same with our parents and students as well. And and everybody's like, you know, we got to band together. And uh, you know, sometimes nothing can unite like a common enemy. Yeah. And right now, our common enemy is COVID-19. <laughs> and our co other common enemy is the idea that we may, you know, get to the point where we'd have to do remote school again. And we don't want to do that. Don't want to do it. No. Our teachers and students did a great job of it. They made the best they could out of a difficult situation but education is better face to face yeah. and uh, we want our students in our hallways for so many reasons and that's the goal and I've been really impressed with everybody's flexibility in working toward that goal. How about curriculum? I, you know all summer long I was wondering with you know having been off since mid-March and losing that that big part of that fourth quarter the last part of the sec second semester moving into the first semester this year uh, is there gonna be some uh, Going back, yeah, let's review up, what sure. we missed out on. I think that's another thing that's, that differs by grade level. Uh, you know, Dave can talk about the elementary. Uh, certainly, for example, if I missed the last third of my third grade year, fourth grade, we might have to go back and do some reviewing and, and really not reviewing, but doing things that we would have done. Yeah. Uh, at the high school level, it's kind of more um, class specific. So if I missed the last third of algebra, well, when I get to Algebra 2, there may be some concepts we need to go back and hit on. And so our departments have been working on those things, uh, our math department working together, our English department, uh, more so than just kind of grade level. Yeah. Uh, but certainly there will be some things that kids either missed or didn't get a chance to review or get, get down as well. And uh, catching up and closing gaps is certainly a part of our focus as well. You're blessed with a great staff. Uh, we really are. And I, I, like I said before, I can't imagine you know, for, I talked to, I don't know how many teachers, Brian, at the start of this thing, and they just felt robbed. Mm -hmm. They left school on Friday, yeah. and by uh, Sunday night, the governor had said, you're staying home, and, you know, those kids have a place in your heart, and have them taken away from you. You can do the car caravans and the at-distance <laughs> yeah. waving, but there's nothing like having them right there to, to fill with knowledge. Yeah, if you've ever wondered why teachers go into the profession, um, we've always joked it's not about the money, and I can guarantee that because, yeah, it's just like your mission, your purpose is kind of taken away. And, and uh, you know, a break is always nice. We love our summers, sure. and, and we love our downtime, but when you feel like your purpose has been taken from you and taken, like you said, so suddenly and without warning, yeah. um, it's, t it's difficult. And so despite the concerns, the health concerns for themselves, their families, obviously the, the difficult changes that we're having to put in place, I, I feel an overwhelming amount of positivity and excitement among our staff yeah. uh, because they wanna get back to fulfilling their purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Athletics, what are we, what's it going to look like? Yeah, well, you know, baseball and softball was an experiment this summer yeah. with Iowa being the only state that plays summer baseball and softball. Uh, it went pretty well statistically. It went very well here at Okoboji. Yeah. We didn't have to ever have a stoppage of play, um, and, and they got to have their seasons. Uh, hope for the same for this fall. You know, Justin Bowles has been regularly talking and meeting online with both the state and our conference ADs. Uh, we know that um, the, the playing field hopefully will look pretty normal. You know, with, between those lines, it'll look like uh, what it usually looks like. Uh, in practices, we're certainly doing things to help 
space in practice and that's yeah. easier maybe in a cross country than a football yeah but at the same time we don't want to have to quarantine an entire team if one person has a positive case absolutely uh, crowds are a whole nother uh, topic and i know justin's been working hard on on what that's going to look like and and trying to keep our, our crowds safe um, but we're excited. You know, it's just that, that sense of normalcy that we've all been missing, and I think sports are a big part of that. So we're excited to see the kids out on the field and, and can't wait to see them suit up. Yeah. Uh, these kids may take the place in the hearts of uh, those who uh, like watching Big Ten football. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Maybe all we have. <laughs> Maybe Friday nights. That's what we got, guys. So, uh, Well, Brian, and when is school start date? So our, our first day of regular school for the entire district will be Wednesday, August 26th. Okay. On Monday and Tuesday of that week at the elementary and middle school levels, we have intake conferences. So each family comes in during the day for half an hour to meet with their teacher. Uh, at the high school level on Monday and Tuesday, we're actually bringing each grade in one at a time for a half day to do some orientation. Yeah. We always do that with our, fr our freshmen, but this year we have so much to go over. We just want to do it with everybody. So we'll have them each in for a little bit, and then everybody starts on the 26th. Orientation never meant so much. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot of procedures and things to go through this yeah. year. Well, I just uh, applaud and thank yourself, staff, faculty, parents, students, you name it, uh, for bringing this all together and do it in the safest way possible and getting back to what all of you do best educating our kids and absolutely i think it's going to be a great when when all of our area schools are, are back in session and uh just that sense of normalcy that we've kind of been slowly getting uh getting back i think it'll be a big step in that direction absolutely well my friend thank you and uh just glad like uh, the old tv show welcome back cotter welcome back <laughs> thank, you. thank you very much Jim. all right brian Dowling, high school principal here at okaboji high school is our guest here we thank him for taking time with us go pioneers we thank you for watching us right here on okaboji broadcast Okaboji Broadcast with Jeff Thee is brought to you in part by the headquarters of the University of Okaboji is at the Three Suns, open Monday through Saturday 10 to 5 and Sunday noon to 4. Last Touch Painting and Cleaning, providing interior, exterior, and house painting and professional cleaning services in Spirit Lake. Okaboji Mattress Company, one mile west of the junction of Highway 9 and 71 in Spirit Lake. Bank Midwest, dream big, plan wisely, live well and Ducky's Marine and Motorsports Repair in Spirit Lake. Lakes Regional Healthcare and Avera Partner. Brands Law Office in Spirit Lake. Ruthman Locker, where carnivores are welcome on Hill Avenue in Spirit Lake. Back Engineering in Spirit Lake. Be Radiant Laser Skin Studio, newly located in the Okaboji Plaza in Okaboji. And by Quest Wealth Management, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, advisors Jan Spielman, AJ Spielman, and Erica Walkholes.